Hello and welcome back to Battle Prowess and Political Savvy of Antiquity with me, Grant, your host. This is season two, which is on the Atlas of Pergamon. However, I decided to start with Lysimachus, the king of Thrace and Asia Minor, because it makes sense to just start with this as a prelude. Just like Seleucus was, we need someone who is important under Alexander the Great. I don't know, I also just like Lysimachus. Uh, anyway... Uh, this episode might sound a little different since I don't have my high-tech microphone, uh, since it's not working right now, but I, sh- I shall fix it for the next episode. Uh, anyway, let's begin the episode. Lysimachus was born uh, uh, three, around 360 or 361 BCE uh, in uh, Macedon, the capital. He was slightly older than Alexander the Great, and he was of Thessalian origin. He, during, he became, he, uh, in his childhood, he was friends with Alexander, and during the campaigns, he served as one of the Samotophylax guards, which I think I pronounced that wrong again, just as I did in Seleucus' episode. These were not typical guards. They were a smaller body, and they were both of a more close friends who would act as advisors. During Alexander's campaign, he did not lead men as a commander, but more acted as an uh, advisor to Alexander. Or maybe here's somebody, I don't know, he... We don't really get that many details about him. Uh, after Alexander's death, he became the governor of Thrace. However, Thrace had revolted from Antipater, the current uh, viceroy of Macedon, and the, and the governor of Thrace. Uh, this was not unusual through, uh, because throughout the empire, it slowly began chipping away. As, uh, as local rulers, not wanting to be uh, uh, under Macedonian overlordship, began rebelling. So, Lysimachus basically had to retake it, although he still had most of the coastal lands, which was the most important part, instead of the inland farms and forests, which were owned more by locals. He fought the king Suthes in many battles, and but he won little. Eventually, Suthes decided to uh, accept uh, Lysimachus's overlordship, meaning that he was now the ruler of Thrace. Having military, uh, having militarily handled the situation, he then could focus more on politics, as he decided to marry the uh, viceroy Antipater's uh, young daughter, uh, Nicaea, who was meant to be uh, engaged uh, to Perdiccas, the current king regent of Macedon, who decided instead to marry one of Alexander's the great siblings, tying him to the royal family for increased legitimacy. Oh, by the way, he did this all. Uh, he did this all completely behind the, behind the back of his Persian bride from Susa, but uh, none of the officers, except for Seleucus, really cared about their personal lives. Sadly for them. Anyway, he uh, now with he, oh he then decided to make war on Antigonus. A lot had changed. Uh, well, a lot changed in this small period, which Lysimachus did not really appear up in. He fought uh, with the Diadochoi against the royals of Macedon, led by Olympias. Alexander the Great's mother, uh, uh, Polyperchon, the new king regent of Macedon, um, Alexander the Fourth, the child king of Macedon, uh, and Eumenes, the uh, the royal governor of Asia. Although Eumenes managed to achieve many great victories, he was eventually uh, he was eventually defeated by Antigonus, who Ante- uh, who became the leader of the empire essentially. With Antigonus in uh, an increasingly powerful position, everyone was jealous of him, and they declared war on him. Antigonus, uh, Antigonus, however, decided not not to fight Lysimachus, and he got some uh, uh, Scythian and Thracians to do his work. With these tribes uh, fighting uh, Lysimachus, Antigonus could go fight other people. However, Lysimachus handled these tribes, 
and up elsewhere throughout the empire, Antigonus was defeated. Antigonus successfully sued for peace, uh, and an era of peace uh, began, where uh, all the successors would try to build up their position, uh, not militarily, but politically and socially. I know that sounds super weird for all these, like, warmongers, but it happens, trust me. And in a, uh, and when I'm when I come back in a bit, uh, I will talk about how like what Lysimachus did. Okay, now that now that I'm back, we can talk about what Lysimachus did. Lysimachus decided to uh, like Seleucus, Ptolemy, Antigonus, and everyone else build up his uh, small satrapy. Except for he was probably one of the weakest of the main powers. He, uh, but he did a lot. Uh, the, but, however, the main, most important, most documented thing was the building of a, a, his namesake city, Lysimachia. Lysimachia was built on the Gallipoli Peninsula uh, next to the Sea of Maro, which was between uh, Europe and Asia. It was very strategically important and would act as his headquarters during the coming wars. But we are, this is the Diodokoi that we're talking. They would never make peace with each other. They'd fight till the last one was alive. No, just kidding. That would not end up happening. Although they would definitely fight over their little petty disagreements. Anyway, with, Antigone, uh, with Alexander IV killed by Cassander, uh, that meant that all descendants of Alexander and the Argead dynasty were dead. So Antigonus declared himself king, following in his footsteps... Uh, the other the other main powers, um, such as Seleucus, Ptolemy, uh, Cassander, and most importantly for our story, Lysimachus declared themselves kings as well. This meant they were now independent kingdoms fighting against each other. So this was not uh, this is not this was not a civil war anymore. This was, like I said, independent kingdoms fighting each other. Anyway, the coalition of Ptolemy, Seleucus, Lysim- and uh, Lysimachus and Cassander declared war. Uh, uh, Antigonus, while uh, tensions boiling over. Antigonus sent his son Demetrius to go handle them. He successfully defeated Ptolemy and Cassander in Greece, uh, in Greece and in Cyprus. With uh, having been initially defeated, the coalition regrouped. Lysimachus gathered some troops of Cassander's and his own army and advanced into Asia Minor, quickly capturing territory. Panicking, Antigonus recalled Demetrius and uh, to help him with the armies with uh, Antigonus and Demetrius combined they could easily uh, they could easily defeat Lysimachus who was badly outnumbered Lysimachus was outnumbered with uh, however he was saved by Seleucus who arrived over the hills with his massive army of elephants the elephants would be an important factor the Battle of Ipsus began, with Lysimachus being in overall command. However, Seleucus was in command of a huge group of elephants, and his son Antiochus was in command of a big body of cavalry. With the battle, uh, with the battle initially going uh, with no one having the advantage, Demetrius suddenly gained Antigonus the upper hand, pushing back the cavalry of Antiochus. Antiochus fled. However, this was, this was probably uh, uh, an organized retreat, which was planned b- beforehand. Drawing Demetrius away, Seleucus could then crush Antigonus with his elephants. Lysimachus, who was the overall commander, uh, d- declared victory for the empire. Antigonus was killed, and his empire was split up between the successors. Ptolemy taking most of the Levant, Seleucus taking Syria, uh, Cilicia, and the, uh, and the rest of Mesopotamia, and Lysimachus taking Asia Minor. Demetrius fled into Greece. We'll hear from Demetrius again, let me assure you. Now that there is no more Antigonus in the Empire stable, well, no. Cassander quickly died, leaving his kingdom to his um 
foolish and not very talented sons. They were quickly beaten by Demetrius, and uh, Demetrius became the next king of Macedon. This will be important later, but uh, but after the Battle of Ipsus, Seleucus was probably the most powerful successor. Feeling Seleucus, uh, fearing Seleucus's power, Lysimachus and uh, Ptolemy decided to make a marriage alliance. Uh, the, um, Ptolemy's 15-year-old daughter, Arsinoe, was, uh, was married to um, the 60-year-old Lysimachus. Lysimachus also married his son, Agathocles, to, uh, to another one of Ptolemy's daughter, meaning that now creepily, he and his uh, and his son were both brother uh, were both um, half brothers in law. Yeah, I know that's kind of weird. Anyway, uh, but with Demetrius as king, uh, most of the successors did not like this. So allying with Pyrrhus of Epirus, the infamous king who got, uh, who get who is the namesake for the uh, for the uh, for the phrase. A Pyrrhic victory, invaded Macedon, successfully defeated Demetrius, seizing the throne for themselves. Now uh, ruling Thrace, Asia Minor, and Macedon, Lysimachus uh, was on par with Ptolemy uh, and Seleucus for being one of the most powerful successors. Although, although he, as, uh, as will be proven soon, he was not the most powerful. Anyway, he, uh, um, his, his wife, Arsinoe, Managed, uh, and her uh, half-brother who arrived, Ptolemy Karaunos, who was kicked out of the succession line by his dad, Ptolemy, um, convinced Lysimachus to kill his son, Agathocles. Agathocles was not Arsinoe's son. Uh, her ch- she wanted to clear up the line for her children, Philip, Ptolemy, and Lysimachus, to become the next kings. However, with uh, hit, uh, Agathocles' family convinced Seleucus to invade Lysimachus' kingdom. Uh, Seleucus invaded, but Lysimachus attacked first. At Corpedium. Lysimachus fought uh, hard at Corpedium, however, he stood no chance. Also, with, uh, also um, nice to note, Ptolemy Coronis de, uh, deserted him, just like he deserted Seleucus and then killed Seleucus. Uh, but Lysimachus lost and was killed. Well, poor Lysimachus. His reign was over. He did a pretty good job, I'd say. Now it's time to rate him with our new categories. Yay! Okay, first category. Battle prowess, which uh, it's out of tw- uh, it's still out of twenty. Okay, so I'd say I'd give him. Mm, he didn't fight under Alexander. He uh, he fought uh, not really successfully against the Thracian king. He managed to defeat enemy tribes from uh, sent by Antigonus. He then um, he then managed to defeat Antigonus in the battle of um, of Ipsus, which was a very important victory. He then defeated um, Demetrius and took Macedon. Overall, I'd say it's not bad, but then he lost to Seleucus at Corpedium. So I'd give him a 15. It's, not as, it's definitely not as good as Seleucus, but it's still good. Political savvy. Okay, well, this one, he's pretty good. He manages to do everything right, pretty much. He makes some good political marriages, and he manages to secure stuff on time. He seasons Macedon when uh, it's um, chaotic and unstable. So I think... Out of 15, I'm giving him a 14. He did good in this category. Success overall, he was very successful. He increased his kingdom from uh, part of Thrace to Thrace, Macedon, and Asia Minor. I, but then he lost it also to Seleucus. So I'd give him uh, 16 for success. Stability, his reign since he was constantly at war, was unstable. But overall, I'd say 
it's more stable than not. I give him a five, I guess. Grandness, he seems pretty grand, but he's not quite as grand as Salukas. So I give him a three out of five. For importance, he was very important in the beginning, but not like the most important figure. So I give him a three out of five. Looking at his coins, he has one that's okay, and then one that that's another one that's a little better. It's not great though. I give him a three out of five. Succession? Well, he had no succession. Seleucus uh, took over his land, but then Seleucus was murdered, so I give him a zero for that category. And then situation when he died, uh, I guess Seleucus had cre- uh, would have a stable, uh, would c- create a pretty stable place. Uh, overall, I'd give it a two out of ten for situation. So his total score, which is not bad. Hold on, let me add it up. I am not great at math, so this might take me a little bit. Let's see, a 15 plus 14, that's 29, plus 16, that's 45, that's 50, plus 5, plus 9, that's 59, a total 61 out of 100, that's actually, that's actually pretty good, overall I think he was a good king, but not the best, um, I think i give him, um, yeah, he deserves the title of Imperator, if we give it to Antiochus the first, and Antiochus the second, then he gets it. So, congratulations, Lysimachus. You are you are good. Uh, but our next episode is going to be on Philotyrus. Trust me, it's not going to be the, the most entertaining episode. Uh, but he is the first actual Pergamene ruler. But as always, thank you for listening. And I'm glad that you guys helped me get through a full season of this podcast. I hope this season is goes better than the first one but it's uh also but it also um stays at us uh, some quality level that's okay what i'm trying to say is i hope it stays either as good or better as the first season anyway thank you for listening and dealing through all my little fumbles and mistakes bye guys